0: This Mizmor is known as Shirat David. It is a reflective prayer said after David's kingdom was established. It looks back at his victories and a praise for the future. We're familiar with this Mizmor or this Tefillah from Sefer Shmuel. In Sefer Shmuel, Shirat David is found in Shmuel Bet Perek Kaf Bet at the end of his battles. There is no specific battle or battle details mentioned. And this is in line with the idea of Shirah as a tefillah lidorot. Since it is a Shirah, it is even more poetic and repetitive than some of the other Mizmorim that we've seen until now. In the Mizmor, there's many references to Hashem's salvation and praise of Hashem. And these praises make reference to Kedem, Mitzrayim, and Matan Torah. Geulah Mitzrayim is seen as a template for future salvations. Since it is a tefillah de Dorot, we can read this as a tefillah not only for David, but perhaps as a prayer for the time of Gog and Magog, a prayer that could have been said in the time of Bavel, or at any time where the Jewish people were seeking salvation. Since Armesmore is somewhat of a repetition of another chapter of Tanakh, I'll just make a few comments here about the similarities and differences among the two instances of this tefillah. So for a full list of the differences between the two tefillahs of David, you can see Masechet Sofrim, which lists all the differences, but it seems that it's common that the prayers that were well known among the people definitely existed with slight changes in the nosach over time, and there's different reasons for these changes. The Abar interestingly, goes through all the variations and shows how all of the changes in Tehillim make the prayer more appropriate for generations. So any language that we see in Tehillim, according to the Abar would be one that would make this a general tefillah as opposed to something specific to David. Amos Chacham mentions that, but he says that we can't explain all of the differences this way. But we can generalize and say that the prayer in Shemuel was one of thanks for the past, while in Tehillim, perhaps we are saying a prayer for the future. When we read through the Mizmor, we will point out a couple of these differences where they are uh, especially relevant. In terms of the structure, this is the longest Mizmor in the first two books of Tehillim with 51 Pesukim. And it basically has two parts. The first part from Pasuk Bet till Pasuk Lamed Aleph describes David's salvation by Hashem, and then the second part, Lamed Bet Till the End, describes the victories of David as the basis for the establishment of his kingdom. As we go through the mizmor, we'll further divide each section. Pasuk Aleph To the lead singer, to the servant of God, to David. The word Eved is reminiscent of other leaders such as Moshe Moshe, and Yehoshua. Although he was king, David is God's servant, and the theme of David as a righteous, loyal servant of Hashem will recur throughout this, this mizmor. Who spoke the words of this song to God? on the day or after the day, that God saved him from the hand of all his enemies and from Shaul. So Shaul seems to be equal to all of his other enemies. Now in the next few Pisukim up till Pasuk zayin, we will hear the prayer of David in a time of distress. Pasuk Bet. Vayomar, Adonai And I said, I will love you, God, my strength in... Other places in the Torah, the Targum translates "ve'ahavta" as "ve'tircham," so Er'chomcha is that I love God, and there's a recognition that Hashem is the one who gives him strength. Pasuk Gimel, Adonai sali eli suri echasebo magini miskabi. Hashem is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock, where I shelter. My shield, and then finally, and the horn of my rescue, my fortress. Hashem is the protector. First, the general, then he is my personal God. I trust him and he raises me up. This is more than just protection, God also elevates me. Pasuk Dalid, mihulal ekra adunai, umin oyevai ivasheya. Praised I call Hashem. And then, from my enemies, I am saved. So I trust in God, I praise Him, and am surely saved by Him. Next, we'll see some evidence for this claim. Pasuk Afafuni v'nachale The pains that bring on death surrounded me, and the streams of the reckless overcame me. Pasuk the pains of Sheol surrounded me. The traps of death sprung upon me. So we see here he is completely surrounded by death. We have three words for death. Nachal, and Mokish. Sorry, three words for death. Mavet, Sheol, and Mavet. And then we have three words that allude to the instruments of death. Chabel, Nachal, and Mokish. Next, we will hear his response to these threats. Pasuk Zayin When it's stressful for me, I call out to God, and to my God, I cry out. He heard my voice from his palace, and my cry before him came to his ears. Here we again see the idea that while Hashem is portrayed as transcendent, He hears all those who cry out to Him. The next set of Pesukim from Pasuk Chet till Pasuk Kaf describe how Hashem came to save David. They portray intense storms. Radak explains that the Peshat of these Pesukim is that they are a mashal for the downfall of David's enemies. The stormy language used reminds us of Matan Torah and Yitzia Mitraim. Mitzrayim, Highlighting the divine role in these victories and tying them into the chain of Jewish history. So David is placing his salvation in the context of the salvation of the Jews from Mitzrayim and so on. Pasukhet, Vatigash, Umosedei Harimirgazu. The earth heaved and shuddered, the mountains' foundations were shaken. ki Haralo. They heaved, for he was angered. The smoke and fire rising from the earth's quaking is described as the smoke and fire emanating from God, so to speak. We can imagine a person in his anger, fire steam coming out of his ears. The image of the earthquakes and the smoke represents God's angers. Pasuk tet, ala ashan beapo veish tochel. Smoke rose up in his nostrils, and fire from his mouth consumed the enemies. Gechalim ba'arumimenu. Embers, so embers perhaps of the consumed enemies, burned up from him. Pasuk yod. Vayet shamayim Va Arafel tachat raglav. He tilted the heavens and descended, and fog was under his feet. So here we have an interesting image that God Kiviachol is angling down the sky so that he can descend to earth and fight on behalf of the people. But we'll see in the next pesukim his God's me- method of fighting is anything but human, and it's very much a mystical and transcendent type of fighting. Pesukyodalef, vayirkav alkeruv vayede he rode on a cherub and flew, and he flew on the wings of the wind. In Shemuel, it does not have Vayede, it has Vayere. And it appears that this flying imagery fits better with our Pasuk. Pasuk Yudbet. Yashet Choshech Sitro. Sivivotav Sukato. He sets darkness his hiding place. His covering surrounds him. Cheshkat Mayim the darkness of the water and the clouds of the heaven. So we have complete darkness, but then we'll see in the next Pasuk, Pasuk Yod Minoga negdo avav averu barad v'gachale From the brilliance before him, his clouds passed, hail and fire embers. Although he's hidden in the dark, light from the storms and lightning emanates from Hashem. Pasuk David, kolo barad And Hashem thundered in the heavens, and Elyon, or Hashem, raised his voice, hail and fire and embers. So while the hail and the fire in the previous pasuk, right, we see the same phrase repeated, seem to be illuminating the way for Hashem's chariot, here, the fire seems to be more of an a weapon used against the enemies. And we'll see these weapons continuing. Pasuk Tedvav. Vayishlach chitzav rav And he sent his arrows and dispersed the enemies. And many lightning bolts. And he confused them, meaning the enemies. So the lightning bolts and the arrows uh, parallel each other. Here we see the weapons of God. As a result of these weapons... These stream beds were seen or exposed, the foundations of the earth were exposed, and what were they exposed from? From God's roaring from the breathing of your nostrils. So here we can envision some kind of tsunami, we have God's anger represented by wings and earthquakes that were so fierce that a proverbial tsunami resulted exposing the foundations of the earth. Pasuk Yod Yishlach yamsheni mimayim rabim He will send from above, he will take me. He will pull me out of Mayim Rabim, the great waters. Previously we had... Distress as described as drowning. But here, David is being saved from drowning and he is being individually picked up or plucked out of the water, so to speak, from God. And this language of Yamsheni obviously reminds us of Moshe, alluding to a different type of salvation than the one of Kiryat Yamsuf or Matan Torah that we that were as alluded to earlier. Pasuk Yotret. He saved me from my enemy who is strong and cannot be defeated, and from my enemies, for they overtook me. My enemies came out before me on the day of my calamity, but God was a support to me. And then, And he took me out to a wide open space. He saved me, for he desired me. The Merchav is a wide place. It's the opposite of the Mitzarim, the narrow, Tzara place, which is always a place of distress. And the Merchav now is an image that represents salvation. So this Pasuk ends with this phrase of Ki and this leads us into our next section, Pesukim, Kaf Aleph, Tulamed Aleph, where David will state his righteousness. So while it may seem a bit strange to hear, oh, I was saved because God likes me or God desires me, these statements really do highlight the Berit between Hashem and his followers, and they also emphasize the responsibility of a Jewish king to follow Hashem's path. And we know that this was a theme throughout David's life, that although his household had a berit olam with Hashem. He always expressed the idea that he only merits salvation because of his righteous actions. Pasuk kaf aleph, adunai kesid ki, Hashem repaid me according to my righteousness, as my pure hands deserve, he returned to me. And in the next couple of Pisukim, we'll have an elucidation of these clear and righteous ways of David. Pasuk kaf bet, kisha marti darche adonai, velo rashati me'elohai. For I followed the paths of Hashem. I did not, rashati me'elohai, I did not perform evil before my God, or I did not perform evil to turn away, me'elohai, to turn away from my God. Pasuk kaf gimel. For all of his laws were before me, and from his statutes I did not swerve. I bind myself to God's law. And I am wholehearted with him, and I keep myself from sin. So we opened in Pasuk Kafbet with Kishamarti Darche Adonai, and here we see that following the ways of God serves as a Shemirah, it protects from sin. Pasuk Kafhe, Vayashev Adonai li ki, yadai enav. And God repaid me according to my righteousness, according to the purity of my hands before his eyes. And if what we just heard in Pasuk Kafhe was a repetition of Pasuk Kaf Aleph, and when we look from Pasuk Kaf Aleph to Kafhe, we can see a beautiful chiastic structure with Pasuk Kaf Gimel as the center. In other words, adherence to God's law is the central reason for his protection. Pasuk Kafav Im Hasid Tit Hasad Im Givar Tamim Titamam. With the righteous, he acts righteously. With the wholesome, the tamim, or the blameless man, he acts wholeheartedly and without blame. So this pasuk, as well as the next, seem to be a summary of the general principle underlying God's actions that we saw in the previous pasukim. Chafzayin, im navar titbarar, imikesh tit titpatal. With a navar, this is milashon barur, a pure person, you will act with purity. And with a twisted or perverse person, you will act in a twisted way. For you, for you it is so, you who rescues the lowly people and those haughty eyes you lower. So the lowly here, like we've seen before, can either be the humble, righteous people, while those with haughty eyes are ostensibly the Shaim Alternatively, we could say the second half of the Pasuk are those who are looking down at the lowly. They will be stopped. So we now move from the, gen- the salvation of the general nation to a more specific individual salvation. Pasuk Haftet For you light my lamp, Hashem my God illuminates my darkness. So the light here of the individual salvation is a personal productive light, as opposed to the lightning and fire that we saw earlier versus the Rishaim. Pasuk lamed, ki vecha arutz gedud uvelohai adalek shur. Ki it is true, through you I rush at a barrier, and with my God I can jump over walls. The barriers represent the enemy. And due to the parallelism between Gedud and Shur, we translate Gedud not as a group in the army, but rather as a wall or stumbling block, a usage that is also found in the Mishnah. Pasuk ha'el The God, His ways are pure. The Word of Hashem is pure. A protector is he to all of those who trust in him. This Pasuk, which reminds us of the Pasuk in HaAzinu, is the closing Pasuk of the first part of the Mizmor, the section regarding David's salvation, which was predicated on his Sidkut. This perfect God, described in this Pasuk, protects those who perfectly trust in his protection. Pasuk Lamed bet begins the second half of the Mizmor. In this section, which continues until the end of the Mizmor, David's victories and the basis of his kingdom are described. We start with Pesukim Lamidbet till Mem Gimel, where we have a description of the battles and the victories. Pasuk Lamidbet, Ki mi elohami mi Adonai, u misur zulati Elohenu For who is God other than Hashem, and who is a rock other than our God? Pasuk Lamed Ha'el ham azereni ha'il, tamim darki. The God who girds me with glory or with might and makes my paths pure, there's no stumbling blocks, it's a pure, straight path. Pasuk lamidalid, Mishaver agli, Mishaver aglai ka'yalot, v'alba motai yamideni. He makes my legs like a gazelle. And on my mountain or position of power, he stands me up. After standing me up, we'll see. He now gives me the tools for fighting. He trains my hands for war or for fighting, and he makes my arms bend a bow of bronze. Now, after we have the bow, we see pasuk lamidvav. And you gave me the shield of your salvation. So the shield bearer would always stand next to the archer to protect him. So in Pasuk Lamid-Heh we have the arrow. Pasuk Lamid-Vav we have the archer to protect the... We have the shield bearer to protect the archer. And then your right hand sustains me and... And is your battle cry. Your battle cry made me many or gives me an advantage over my enemies. So we see here God empowered David with the three elements of war: a bow, a shield, and a battle cry. Lamedzain, Tarhiv Sa'adit Takhtai, Veloma Adu Karsulai. You widened my strides beneath me. We have another image portraying confidence, a wide stance. And my ankles did not trip. This confidence and sure-footedness led to success over his enemies, Lamethet, Erdof vaasigem, Ad kalotam. I pursued my enemies and I caught them, and I did not turn back until I destroyed them all. velo Mchaseloyum. I smashed them, and they would not stand up. They fell down under my feet. Mem, and you girded me with might for war. You laid down my foes beneath me. Mem Aleph, And my enemies, you gave them to me so that I, so that I see the back of their necks. After they fell down, they began to flee, and as they flee, we see the back of we see the back of their of their necks, and then the end of the pasuk and those who I hate my enemies, I demolish them. After this utter demolition, we hear a response of the enemies, Mem Yishaveu Aladunai veLo They cried out and there was none to rescue, to God, and he did not answer them. By now, after studying 18 Mizmodim of Tehillim, we have seen multiple instances where the Mishorer calls out to Hashem in, in distress, and he is absolutely confident that Hashem will listen to him and offer salvation. Here we see the same language, but we're describing a completely opposite situation. The language is used to describe the desperate cries of the enemies. However, we are simply told, Vilo anam," they will not be answered. Those who follow God's ways will surely be answered, while those who rebel against him and his king will surely be ignored. As a result of their being ignored by Hashem, David will be able to now completely destroy them with language even harsher than we saw until now. Mem Gimel, And I crushed them like dirt in the face of the wind, like mud in the streets I ground them. The images in this pasuk describe complete destruction as well as humiliation. The Rasha is often compared to something fleeting, something with no roots, and here too he is dust and will be blown away to oblivion. But more than just dust, He's the mud in the streets. He's something that's being trampled on. While in our pasuk it says, in Shemuel, we also have this um, dust on the floor image and it's actually Afar Aret. So the Rasha will be destroyed and humiliated. We've seen the complete destruction of David's enemies and now in Pesuchim Memdalet to Memvav, we will see the basis of David's rule and authority over the other nations. Memdalid Tefaliteni Merivei Am You saved me from war with Am this could be the enemy troops or in Shemuel Bet it says Merivei Ami, perhaps from civil war Tisimeni the You placed me at a nation's head Am Loyadati yadati ya'avduni A nation that I did not know served me or a nation that I knew not served me as soon as they, the foreign nations, hear me, they listen to me, and they listen to me to the extent that foreigners, they will be deceitful to me, meaning they'll hide their hate from me to appease me. Memvav, yibolu, Foreigners did wither, they even fear me from their fortresses and hideaways. And now we'll close the Mizmor with gratitude and praise to Hashem, praise for salvation for enemies, praise for having his own kingdom and a kingdom of self determination. Memzain, Chai Adonai Ubaruch Suri, Viyarum So this Chai Hashem here is not a Shvu'ah, it's a language of praise. God lives and blessed is my rock. It's like saying, long live the king, long live God. God lives and is blessed. And elevated is the God of my salvation. The God who grants vengeance for me and surrenders or lowers the nations beneath me. Memtet me af min kamai memeni, me'ish tatsileni. He rescues me from my enemies. So here we close with the description used in Pasuk Gimel. In Pasuk Gimel, God was described as Mephaleti. So here we see again, he rescues me from my enemies. From those who rise up against me, he elevates me. From a man of violence, he saves me. Alken o'decha bagoyim Adonai. Therefore, I will praise you among the nations, Hashem, and to your name I would sing. Magdil Malko, Le David ulZaro ad Hashem brings great salvation to Malko, his chosen king, and is forever trustworthy to his anointed, to David and his offspring. This last pasuk beautifully sums up the praise that we saw throughout this Mizmor. While it's clear that David sees himself as God's anointed, he understands that being God's anointed does not exempt one from doing the right thing, and it also does not exempt one from the need to pray. And throughout the Mizmor, we saw David beseeching Hashem Hashem for salvation, while at the same time realizing that his salvation depends on his own righteousness and we see at the end the culmination that one who follows god god is trustworthy to him and we see that david is saved and his kingdom is established because he was the one to have followed in god's ways